0: We are glad you could join us. I am Mick, and my guest this week is somebody who uh, played a year for Toledo back in 2013-14, and his name is Dominic Antonelli, and Dom is now currently a resident of New York State. And Dom, how you doing, bud?
1: I am doing just fine. Thanks for having me. You know what? This is exactly the introduction I expected uh, from you. I've heard some of those in-game commentary, so I appreciate it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, got to, got to keep it consistent, you know, but uh, let's talk first here about you. You were, uh, well, first off, I usually try to guess what, re- or try to remember what number you wore when you played yeah. in Toledo and I'm old and I get forgetful. I've gotten a, the last few I've gotten, but yours, I'm trying to remember. I've got two guesses. It, okay. I'm, I'm thinking either 11 or 14
1: and you uh, probably missed it on both. No, yeah, just off. I was 15, I believe, in Toledo. It, I have been up and down between about 5 and 20, so somewhere in there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, but 15 it was. Okay. Well, at least I wasn't I wasn't too far off. But uh now you were you were you're, you're, you're a, a Michigan kid. You were born in Monroe?
1: Um so I was actually born right outside um Pittsburgh and then very young uh, we moved to Monroe. So yeah, I was, um, you can say I was basically raised. Born and raised. Well, I, I'm told that I was my first week of life. I I was living in a dresser drawer. So <laughs> I, I, I would say, yeah, I was born and raised in Monroe.
0: That sounds like a really interesting story. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, They might border something on something Dr. Phil might want to listen to, but
1: yeah, anyway. we we might have to key my mom in for that story, but <laughs> yeah i don't know all the details
0: that's funny well uh now you grew up in, in in michigan so tell me what it was like playing now did you go through the uh the ice Hawk system growing up
1: yeah so so i'm a little bit older i'm a 93 i know some of the guys that i've been on are a little bit younger but so i'm a 93 and i start from what i'm told i started playing when i was about three years old but uh, roller hockey was kind of the big thing in Monroe at that time. I think we had two rinks in Monroe. So, um, that was the big thing. And then in 1999 is when the Monroe sports Complex opened up and yeah, um, most of the kids got to skip the IP program or the learn to skate and just, uh, jump in. So yeah, I, I played Monroe in Monroe, um, up until high school.
0: And where did you play in high school?
1: So I I played, I mean, I, I played for a couple of teams, um, high school wise, my freshman year, I, my freshman and sophomore year, I went to, uh, St. Mary Catholic Central, and then I transferred over to Monroe for my senior year. Okay. And then there were teams kind of in between there, but.
0: Yeah. Well, um, now when you played, uh, when you decided to make the jump or try it for juniors, what was it that led you to that? Was it straight from high school to Toledo or was there a stop in between?
1: There was a stop in between. Um, right. So I, I was telling you, we, um, my junior year of high school when I was transferring, I, I tendered with Cherokee. Um, and then I eventually decided to end up going back the high school route. Um, And then after high school, I went and played a year with um, the University of Toledo. Really? Yes. Yep.
0: That's really kind of an odd thing to do, to go from high school to college back to junior. Usually usually it's high school, junior, college.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, What I like to say is uh, I'm a former college dropout, so that's how I ended up (laughs) um, on the Cherokee.
0: Oh, so uh what what did you who who was your coach when you were at UT?
1: Um Matt Bollinger. Okay. My freshman year. And then about 3 years later I went back to the University of Toledo and played another 2 years where um Coach Felser was my coach.
0: Okay. And so what ended up uh, why did you decide to give the Cherokee a
1: try? Um so i i before i went off to college i had a couple na teams that i was looking into and and i skated at their main camp after my junior year um for whatever reason i you know all my friends were going to university at Toledo, so that's why i decided to go there and then afterwards i tried to go back being a 20 year old and make my way onto these NA teams. And they, it just wasn't, they weren't having a 20 year old first year in the NHL. So um, being from Monroe, you know, I, I, I knew a couple guys that were on the team and stuff like that. And um, prior to the season, I was, I was going to the open skates and things like that. And um, I, I'm, you know, just being about 20 minutes away, it just made sense for me.
0: Okay. And so you went to the tryout camp for Toledo. Yep. I kept describe what that was like meeting coach Miller and, and coach Omi.
1: Sure. Well, uh, work got out pretty quick that I was 20 years old and they're like, what are you doing here? (laughs) Um, yeah, it was, um, I, you know, I, I had a pretty good camp. So I, I think after the first or second skate, they called me up to the officer. Like, Hey, we, we got a spot for you. Like, you know, we just have to have your commitment. So, uh, right from the start, they were committed to me. so that was uh that was something that you know I respect out of them and and you know the both of them, especially together, they're they're kind of a hoot. so uh, yeah, I, I think I like that about the team and um, okay,
0: so so you hook up with the Cherokee. Uh, was it, I mean, you you still saw some familiar faces. Talk sure. about the uh, the guys that you knew from the team already when you first got there?
1: I'll be honest. It was only the Pisani's and I didn't know them all that well. Um, They obviously grew up playing for the ice Hawks as well, but I was three years older than them. So um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't necessarily know many of the guys that were on the team.
0: Okay. So now, uh, so did you, who did you, who did you ended up uh, start playing with? Uh, What line did you play with?
1: So our first game, it was Z Bob Turner and I were online. Um, I don't know how long that lasted, but I think I started moving down the lineup when we started getting some uh some better players.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's always a, it's always a combination uh, with Kenny. He he changes things around like you and I change underwear, okay? Yeah, just, right, it, right. You know, he, he just does that. That's just his modem operandi but uh tell me uh, uh do you, what do you remember about your first game did you have jitters were you nervous
1: yeah i i, I did have jitters um i was the oldest guy in the team <laughs> i think that goes without saying i was 20 years old um so i i kind of felt like a little bit of leadership as well um and, and that's a little nerve-wracking coming into a team not knowing any of the guys. So th- I think that's what kind of made me jittery and nervous. But um, being that, so a little side story, I when I played for the Rockets the year before, um, we played like a preseason game with the Cherokee. So I kind of knew what to expect. I knew how they played and stuff like that. So uh, from that aspect, I really wasn't like, nervous on the speed of things or anything like that
0: okay well you know um, now do you remember your first goal
1: i do i don't i i, I want to say it was against cleveland and every once in a while uh because it was like one of the goals of the week and they have like a a video that goes out every once yeah. in a while my girlfriend would be like hey, show me the video of you scoring (laughs) that goal. (laughs) So I'll pull that up. And, yeah, so every once in a while I'll still watch it. But it was against Cleveland, I believe.
0: That is funny. Now, uh, do you remember uh, scoring a game winner? I believe it was against, was it it Michigan?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I know. You got teed up for this one, huh? (laughs) <laughs> is it that yeah. obvious yeah no no um no i i i don't doubt you you remember it but um uh, yeah i um funny story i i it wasn't funny in the moment but now looking back at it, i'm like what is, what happened there <laughs> um so i believe we we went over time and to be honest with you I, i'm pretty sure the reason we went overtime is because of a bad defensive play on my part mm-hmm.
0: um
1: and then i want to say we ended up going into a shootout and actually this this goal is also one of the highlights on uh, one of the highlight reels um and i scored the game-winning goal and i i Everyone clears the bench or whatever. We get back in the locker room and and Kenny looks at me and he goes, dude, you're 21 years old. You should be scoring goals. (laughs) (laughs) And I I think um, we all kind of waited until he left the locker room. And then a little laugh broke out and I, I know you got that one from one of the Pisani's because they always bring it up, but, um, yeah, they really love that one. I think we, we, we looked at each other like, Oh, well, uh, good game.
0: <laughs> and to be honest, truth, truth be told. Yes. I got it from Dom.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I figured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He okay. loves that story.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I tell you what, that guy, him and Mike both are like, uh, I won't say photographic memory, but pretty darn close.
1: I'm I'm not kidding. I, I had the text on yesterday. Like, hey, I'm going to be on the podcast. Like, give me some stories. He's like, oh yeah, bring up this, bring up this, bring up this. I'm like, all right.
0: So yeah, yeah I mean, they, they, do. they
1: do. They remember every shift. I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> it doesn't doesn't surprise <laughs> me. It's funny because I mean, when I had them on for their pod with their podcast,
1: yeah, um, they were awesome.
0: They were, well, we were sitting in this bar and we're talking away and stuff. And it was like, are you, you could you guys could be like team historians, Seriously, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. they could, they, I mean, it's like, it's inside those brains of theirs. They just know everything that happens and they do it with such detail. Sure. Yeah. That's the thing that cracked me up. But uh,
1: so uh, you know what it's it's not even just hockey; those guys are just geniuses off the ice too. I, there were a couple of times they saved me from um, getting kicked back off the, not kicked off, but they made sure I got got the grades to be playing hockey at University of Toledo.
0: Wow. Well, so, okay, so uh, let's let's talk about some of the stories about your time in Toledo. Now that we've kind of we've gotten off to such a gro- roaring start. Uh, uh, tell me some of the uh, things about what it was like to play for the, your coaches whether it be uh, Kenny uh, Omi or later on you said Kelly came on later yeah. in that year what yeah. was that like
1: um, like I said off air I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble so we'll keep it PG-13 but yeah there there's a I, I have so much respect for uh, especially Kenny because you know we we're not very close anymore but being that I was 20 years old and came onto the team. Um, he kind of made sure um, I was responsible. And, you know, even though I didn't have a layer on my chest, I was, I, you know, I was one of the leaders. Um, I guess, you know, it's, it's something I can talk about now being that I've graduated and I have two degrees, but the reason I, I, went back to the Cherokees because I, I wasn't getting the grades to be at the university of Toledo. Um, you know, a freshman, 19 years old, going into college, you know, you don't have that type of responsibility. And, um, I, I think that's what coach Kenny did really well is, you know, he kind of, he, he made me a man, um, and, you know, rest in peace, but, uh, sappy always kind of helped me to those standards as well.
0: Wow. Yeah. Sap is one of those that I mean, obviously, truly missed, but was also a foundational uh, part of hockey in Toledo, especially the for in the amateur ranks for whether it be uh, Gitaha now or back in the day. Toya. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things that he was a part of that he helped build to help make uh, amateur hockey in Toledo what it is now. Yeah. And now, tell me what now. Of course, there's also the kelly miller experience (laughs) i'll uh i'll leave it to you as to how much (laughs) you want to share but uh he he has always uh, struck me as a very colorful character yeah judging by your grin and your laughing uh i i i see you probably concur
1: yeah um you know i i don't have many stories about kelly but i i remember um he he was when he first came back, he had just got done playing professional hockey. Um, and also he, he held us to those standards also. I mean, we all wanted to be at that level at one point. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it had to be the second practice. He was with us. And um, we, we, I, I'm pretty sure we had a horrible game the game before and, and, coach Kenny didn't even show up and Ken, coach Kelly walks in the locker room. He's like, and someone goes to like, pick up the pucks. And he's like, no, you can just leave this. So we, uh, we skated for about an hour and a half without pucks. I think they came out at the end of practice just to keep the goalies warm. But, uh, yeah, he was, he was a very, uh, Ouch. And, yeah, right. It was pretty funny. Uh, but, uh, I, I think we were doing, You know, we would go from board to board and we would do like crunches across across the ice. Like Oh my gosh. So that was pretty funny. And then
0: I don't know if I'd call that funny. That's like I'd be dying.
1: Yeah, right. Um The only really story I have of, of Kelly is um so my last game playing in Toledo I got my bell rung pretty good and you know, I was seeing stars and I had back to the locker room and about five minutes later, he's like, Hey, you're going out. Your, your shifts next. I'm like, coach, I, you know, I'm seeing lights, lights are coming from everywhere. And he's like, dude, it's your last game. You're 20 years old. It'll probably be your last game ever. And so <laughs> I went back out and I, I was seeing stars and the puck was flying past me and I was still skating into the corner. <laughs> so oh, I, I ended the game pretty early in that one
0: ouch but uh, he, uh, tell me what uh, what were, who were some of the other like uh, funny guys and some of the goofy craziness that uh, would go on during that year that you were there who were some of the other guys in the locker room that were kind of uh, goofballs to say the least
1: um you know I still have a really good relationship with the Pisani, so I'll say I've always enjoyed their personalities. I think they're hilarious guys and they feed so well off each other. They're awesome. Um, Brett Pogorski was there on and off. And then, um, a guy that I found really funny and and he was different in the sense. He doesn't come from like, like a raising, like probably you and I, but Noah's uh, Noah Swinderski, um, he was kind of raised on like a farm and he kind of had the Amish feel about him. I don't, I don't know if he had a cell phone or a car, but he was a funny guy also. Um, I hope
0: uh, he didn't come to the game in horse and buggy.
1: <laughs> no, no I, I think I have a picture on Twitter where I think he rolled up to the rink with like a flat tire. <laughs> like what was he supposed to do? I, I think he had to wait till he got home to pump it back up with a, a tire pump or something. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, we had Brody Duncan uh, Turner, Z-Bob, Bogey, um, Army was there also. And then oh, yeah. the rest of the, the guys kind of just filled out outside Toledo.
0: That's funny. Now, you talked about Brett on and
1: off. Uh,
0: I got fed another one. Yeah. <laughs> I just got fed another one. Thanks, Dominic. <clears throat> uh, just uh, it's, it's about talking about uh, the showcase uh, yeah. tournament that uh, you guys ended up uh, – you guys ended up you ended up coming home with Brett. Uh, talk about uh, it was because of what happened against in the game with the North Iowa Bulls.
1: Yeah, so North Iowa, I'm pretty sure at that time was like 33 and
0: 0. Yeah, they were a um, powerhouse.
1: Yeah, and but the game before that we played Bow Creek and they were 0 and 33. Mm-hmm. So we were coming off the of you know a high like oh we just oh we just beat these guys about battle creek that is about 13 to nothing and um there was there was a shift i think right before the first period ended and um kenny was like brett what you know you're nowhere to be found in the defensive zone and him and brett went at it for a second and uh next thing we knew brett's like you know i quit (laughs) <laughs> he skated across the ice between the next whistle, got undressed. Um I was I was actually working at the time, so I drove down separately than the guys. Mm-hmm. And so so Kenny pulled me aside. He's like, Hey, like you all right taking him home. He's probably gonna snap on you or something. I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it should be fine. So I ended up driving Brett about five hours home that day. I think we were in Chicago, so the next day, yeah, I drove, I drove Brett home. Uh, it was, it was a Co-
0: colorful conversation. I'm sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. I Actually, I think he slept most of the ride. I think he stayed up all night uh, thinking about the whole thing. So I think he slept the whole ride.
0: Oh my gosh. That is funny. Uh, but now did uh how, how did you end up uh, deciding that you wanted to make a transition again and go back to Toledo, university of Toledo?
1: Um. So th- they were kind of a powerhouse at the time I joined back up, um, and my friends were still on the team, and, and the guys that were a year younger than me that I would consider my friends also came up. So I had about six or seven guys from SMCC that ended up going to the University of Toledo to play. Um, and not to like to my own horn, but um, I had a handful of offers um, from different colleges out of the Cherokee, um, that, you know, I had the option, but like I told you earlier, I, I didn't get the grades at university of Toledo to play. So it took me two two years after Cherokee, um, to even get my grades back up to where I could play. And like I said, I can talk about that now. I am, I, I, do have a degree now, so I like I feel comfortable talking about it.
0: That's okay, you know. Like I said, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. <laughs>
1: that's, that's right. That's right.
0: That's that's what matters. Now, Dominic, you know, uh, you 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 decided to catch back on with Toledo. Uh, did it feel like uh, going back home when you when you went into that Rocket locker room for the first time after?
1: Sure. Um, I, yeah, definitely. But there there were so many new faces also, you know. At the time it was the year after they went to nationals, so a lot of the guys that graduated that I was playing with. Um, but yeah, definitely. And and I I guess the reason behind that is cuz like I wasn't coming back to a coach that knew my situation. I was coming back to coach Felser, who you know, I had a fresh start and, uh, but yeah, I, you know, still my best friend of the day, this day, was the goalie of the team. And, um, yeah, that it it was really just a matter of like where I fit in.
0: Okay. Now, uh, so tell me about what, uh, your, your, uh, the university of Toledo career part two was like.
1: Part two. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, and, I, I go back there and of course if the signs are on the team right so it that's an automatic fit in um like I said they were a powerhouse when I came back you know a bunch of the guys were expecting to win nationals and um some of the you know some of the new faces that were popping up Donnie Nagel um also rest in peace Austin Fletcher was joined the team and um so they they were you know, already set. They had a, a goalie in net that was a junior that led them to nationals the year before, and um, yeah, so it was awesome. We ended up, you know, having a really good year. I think we went like twenty-eight and three, and then ended up losing in regional finals to a team we had beat. Like, I think at one point in the season we beat them like fifteen to one. Wow! Yeah, yeah, that uh, they they game day decision through their backup goalie in and he was so positionally off that it threw us off, you know? Um, and yeah. then I only, I only played one year after that. Uh, you know, I, I started doing some st- stuff in school that, you know, try to boost my resume. And, um, so my second year, we, we did end up going to nationals. we start off the season, I think 14 and, three or something like that. And then we lost out until like the game before nationals. So we, we were on like a 12 game losing streak and then we caught fire uh, in regionals again and ended up going to nationals and we're uh, one game away from going to the semifinals or one goal away from going to the semifinals. We ended up losing in overtime. So that was uh, quite the experience.
0: Oh my goodness. Now, where, who did you play in that, that game where you lost in overtime?
1: Um, OU, Ohio university. Oh my. Yeah. So they they were a team in our conference and, and we kind of bullied them all season long. Um, I think we played them three times and every time it was just, I, you know, I think they were thinking about going to the bars and stuff and, and, uh, yeah. And then the,
0: well they are like one of the top party schools in the country.
1: We, yeah, they are. Yeah. And, and we honestly, every time we play them, we were at their campus too. So, uh yeah, they—they they, uh, not saying they were a better team than us in, in regionals, but they—they um, they they brought should. it. Yeah, right. Yep. They brought it.
0: So now, when you finish playing there at UT, uh, you uh, decide to concentrate on things to, as you say, enhance your resume. Yeah. What, what, what did you get your degree in?
1: Um, so I'm a sales and finance major. Um, a couple of things I was doing, you know, I, I joined the sales team, which is, you know, I guess I couldn't really give up the competitive nature. So it was like a, a competitive team where, um, you know, you brought in people from, you know, higher ups from companies and they, and they would test you on like your sales skills. So, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of the one thing, um. I did after college. I I only played three years at Toledo. It, you know, you have the option to do five years, but um, once again, I was the oldest guy on the team, and and I was hearing about it, so I, I decided to hang him up.
0: Now, uh, when you when you hung him up, was it a hard transition? Was it hard to let go?
1: <sighs> yeah, I, you know what? It's harder now than it was then. Um, mostly this, the decision was made based on what was going on around me. Um, I had been dating a girl for about a year and a half and she was like, we met at university of Toledo and she ended up transferring or she ended up finding a job in New York. Um, which is why I'm in New York right now. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely hard. Um. And up until the last minute, I was telling Coach Fowler like, you know, there's still this chance. There's still this chance. But at the end of the day, I, I just needed to grow up.
0: And now you talk about it being harder now. Have you uh, thought about maybe senior league or, uh, you know, uh, ginger ale league?
1: <laughs> uh, ginger ale league. That's funny. Um, yeah. So I, I play. Um, unfortunately with COVID, we've been kind of out of commission for, oh, oh gosh, about eight months now. Um, being that I came out here and, and I didn't know anybody, I ended up on a B league team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like a crazy tempo or anything like that, but it's, it's still something to get the blood flowing at 10:30 at night. Right. on on a work night so always
0: that's (laughs) when they always are
1: yeah so yeah um hopefully we start up again soon so it seems like everything in new york's starting to open back up
0: okay well uh let me ask you now um during your time here i'm gonna presume now being that you were born originally in pittsburgh did you feel any affinity whatsoever of being a pittsburgh fan sports fan (laughs)
1: Do you want me to lie? No. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm a Penguins fan, um, and
0: thank you. you know, good night. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm not really. I, I would say you know I'm a fan of all Pittsburgh sports, but I, I would consider myself a Detroit sports fan over anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up uh, a Red Wings fan, and then. For whatever reason, when Mark Andre Fleury got drafted to the Penguins, um, I, I just had a fascination about his pads. He had those bright yellow pads, and and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I was a Penguins fan. And and then, um even before I like wanted to admit, my mom was buying me uh, Sidney Crosby jerseys and stuff like that. So those that hid in the closet for a couple of years before I found <laughs> out. Wow, that's.
0: <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough, man. Crosby
1: Yeah. Right. But now I'm very open about it. Mm. Huge penguins. Oh my goodness,
0: man. Especially in the heart of Red Wings country. Yeah. Especially after the the two Stanley cup finals, they, they fought against each other.
1: You Mm. know what? I, uh, just to like cover it up. I think I made a, a, like a Facebook page. Like I hate Sidney Crosby or something just (laughs) (laughs) Just to make sure I didn't get jumped in the hallway or something.
0: Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, you hate, I, I hate Sidney Crosby. As, <laughs> as someone who is a diehard red Wing fan to this day, even I don't hate Sidney Crosby. I mean, I right. it's like, uh, he annoys me to no end, sure. but I am not, a. you know, I don't hate him, but now
1: I, I think he, we can all, I think we can all agree. Like earlier in his career, it was much easier to hate him. Yeah. Um, uh, but now, it, it, you you kind of just sit back and admire, right?
0: Yep. Now, let me ask you: who was uh, who are some of the other players that you grew up admiring?
1: Um. So I was always a Brendan Shanahan fan. That was my that was my guy. Um. I remember my mom used to take me around uh, Bloomfield Hills and try we would try to find his house. We'd ride right. ride around the bigger neighborhoods and we would try to find his house. Uh, a little weird, but um.
0: Was she doing uh, it for you or for him or for her? Uh,
1: yeah, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, wasn't um, the
0: ugly, he wasn't the ugliest man. Uh, no, the no um, you're
1: not kidding. Um, I, 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 was, full, I,
0: disclosure, full disclosure, my sister named her son, my nephew, after him.
1: Oh, no kidding. Yeah,
0: she named my, my nephew Brendan. Yep,
1: Brendan Shanahan, last name? Dieter. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I was, and then I was a huge Dominic Cossack fan too. I I've always, uh, you know, kind of gravitated towards goalies for sure. Did you ever want to be a goalie? Never. I was afraid of the puck. Still am. <laughs> <laughs> Never blocked a shot. <laughs> yeah. Even with like tennis balls, like in Shriaki, I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. We got
0: all kinds of equipment to protect.
1: <laughs> yeah. I you know want that. Told you told you earlier I'm not the smartest guy
0: well it's it ain't about smarts it's just about uh, either you block it or you don't
1: yeah well so actually i, I grew up my my brother was a goalie um so i, I think that's kind of why I gravitated towards it and then oh. it just kinda, you know just the, the concept of being able to like have your own design and you know kind of represent yourself with pads and helmets and stuff like that it's pretty cool
0: now, did uh, did you guys ever play together on a team or?
1: Um, No, no, my brother was uh, three years older than me. Um, so, no, we uh, we never played together. But so I just gravitated towards the goalies on my team, I guess.
0: Oh, OK. Well, fair enough. So uh, now, who would you say was the uh, players or coaches that? impacted you on the ice as far as your career your time playing whether it be in monroe toledo ut wherever
1: so growing up through bantam i I always had the same coach um and that was because his son was on the team um and, and not until i would say my freshman year of college did i really feel like i was kind of given it and, you know, I, 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 don't mean to say like, I wasn't given given an opportunity cause I wasn't really at that point where I was one of the better players, but my freshman year, like once again, it was kind of a fresh start. I had a uh, coach, Jim Baker, um, who actually he, he played at Ferris day. He was a Hobie Baker winner. Um, awesome coach just knew the game so well coached in college coached high school um just an awesome awesome coach um and and, you know kind of gave me a different perspective of hockey for sure
0: okay now uh how about off the ice who are the folks that uh, you think probably helped you as far as wanting to develop yourself and and become the person that you are now
1: i'll um As the person I am now, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I once again, rest in peace. Like, you know, when when Steve Visani passed away, I I remember telling my mom, like, you know, if if I'm ever one fourth of the man Steve Visani was like, I am happy with where I've made it in life. Like, uh, you know, growing up, the uh, Mike and Dom. We're always on the ice before us, and you know we'd walk into the rink, and Steve, Steve outside smoking his cigar, he he'd rush to the door and be like, "Mr. Antonelli," <laughs> and you know just <laughs> being a young kid, I'm like, "Thank you," yeah, run in the door, but you know he's uh, I there's, you know, I I I didn't have necessarily the closest relationship with my dad, mm-hmm. um, and you know Steve. Through college, kind of filled that in. and and like I, I I can say like I saw him as like a father figure, but I also saw him as like a friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there uh, I, there were times where Steve would text me like, "Hey, you want to come over for dinner?" And I are and I'd show up, and the boys would be like, "Whoa, oh, hey Dom!" Or like <laughs> um, you know, we, every once in a while he'd text me like, "Hey." we would go to this boxing class and, and Steve would be like, Hey, I'm heading there tonight. And I'd be like, all right, I'll meet you there, whatever. So, um, and just, you know, it, I know it's easy for people to say now that, you know, he's passed on to um, another life, but um, you know, it's easy for people to say like, this person was an idol of mine, but like, I can honestly say like, there's no person in the world that like I looked up to more than see Hey,
0: you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. You picked a heck of a man to look up to. And I, you know, uh, just uh, full disclosure, cause I don't think you knew this, but I, uh, I I've been, I'm still dealing with uh, some health issues and stuff. Uh, one of them being stage four metastatic breast cancer. No. Yes. Male breast cancer. But the thing is, is that, A month before he passed away, Steve reached out to me on social media through Facebook and said, you know, because he was dealing with what ended up costing his life. He reached out to me and said, you know, if you need anything, if you need to know what it's like, if you need this, because it was a year ago today that I was diagnosed. And so for that guy to do what he did, even in the midst of his own battle, you know, I can't say uh, enough about what kind of a man a real man that Steve Passani has always been and he sets the standard for being a man. And so like I said, the fact that you can look up to somebody like that and say that you want to, you know, you aspire to, you know, that 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 tells me that you recognize that you've got the you know what you need to do and it also tells me that when you can make good decisions like that that's what's known as making a good decision you know you could usually some guys especially guys your age uh, even though you're older now in your mind and my i'm seeing it from the end of you're still a pup you know you're still a pup and you know some guys they they they're like hey i'm gonna sow my wild oats and you know go nuts and do all these other things that can sometimes lead them to trouble you're choosing a different path and i think that's A big reason why is because you've had people in your life, Dominic, that have led you uh, or uh, put a light on your path to get you to make better, better decisions. You know, it doesn't mean you're perfect because none of us are, but it allows you to make smarter, wiser decisions. Let's put it that way, wiser decisions. And it allows you. And like I said, it's the people that you meet in your journey and for you and me both. Me, having meet, meet a wonderful guy like Steve is part of what helps us as we continue on our journeys, you know, whether wherever we go, whatever we do, you know, whether it's Steve, uh, the, le- the legacy he leads with um, with Dom and Mike and the rest of the family. I mean, all of those things, those are the things that's that's why that's why um, that's part of why I do this is because I want to be able to reach out to guys like you. And, and them to let them know that, you know, hey, I can sit here and like say, hey, I did this for however long or whatever. But the truth remains, it's because of people like you, like people like Dom and Mike, people, you know, throughout the, the organization there. That's the foundation that built me up. OK, it's those it's you guys that did that for me. And this is just my small little tidbit way of saying thank you. So, you know, and and it's I guess the best thing I can tell you, Dom, the best way you can say thank you to Steve and to the people that helped you is to live your life, live your best life, no matter what you choose to do, whether it's in sales, whether it's pumping gas, whether it's being a Fortune 500 boss, doesn't matter. Your business card doesn't matter to me. What matters the most is that you embrace life, you live it to the full. And you and, and, and always be grateful for it, because it is a gift. So just be sure to do that. And you will go a long way in this life, my friend, regardless of what you do.
1: I so. appreciate it. Sorry, I'm a little emotional. It's...
0: Hey, don't be sorry about that. It's hard, man. I mean, this guy has been gone only, uh, it hasn't even been a year yet. And so the fact that this guy, uh, he had such a profound impact on you, and he had an impact, I mean, he had an impact on a lot of people. So there's nothing wrong with that, man. I'd, I'd wonder what was wrong if you didn't.
1: Right. Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: yeah. you know, so, yeah. I mean, hey, this is, this, that's what this is about. You know, life is precious. And so we got to take the time to sometimes, you know, take stock in what we're doing, and what we're doing, you
1: know? So yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that, and, you know, I'll only prayers for, for good health for you and,
0: yeah. Well, thanks. You know, I'm hanging in, you know, I'm still scrapping. I'm still fighting. Right. I'm still doing okay. You know, I'm hanging in there. I have my good days and bad, but sure. you know, this, like I say, this isn't about me. This is about you right now. So tell All me. Right. Let's,
1: let's keep doing it then.
0: righty, All right. So tell me, what is it that you are up to these days? Now you said, uh, sure. you went to New York, you decided to start fresh there. Um, what obviously, uh, um, a, a certain someone helped influence, uh, you going to New York tell me how that about that story
1: <laughs> all right so well I'll get to uh, what I'm doing after um, my girlfriend went to school at Toledo and and kind of majored in a very particular um, she went towards a very specific degree um, mm-hmm. and come to find out there's only three places in the country she could she could move to um, New York being one of them Um, so she was, she moved out here. We're we're actually on Long Island. Um, I don't know if you know, like the whole layout of New York. Yeah. Um, So yeah, about a year, a year after she moved out here, um, I was still looking for internships and I ended up taking an internship, um, in Brooklyn, um, with a company and I was just going to stay out here for the summer and, and then, Finish my degree. Um, ended up, the company offered me a full time position, so I kind of got stuck out here. Um, stuck out <laughs> here, I mean, you know, stuck out here, but happy where I am, and, and it's only going to lead to good opportunities. Um, so I, I actually work for, funny story, If my I work for a ginger ale company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um no so i work for a beer company i i've never drank a beer in my life so that's kind of funny but um i work for a beer company and um I, you know I'm, I'm looking for other opportunities um believe it or not i actually start coaching youth hockey out here next week something really? yeah something i never really thought i'd get into especially this early but um, yeah, start coaching next week. Um, See,
0: that was actually, my next thing to ask you about Oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So, so what, um, what,
0: how did you how did you end up uh, taking that job?
1: So I'm. It's actually a position with the New York Rangers. Um, it's a part time position. Um, I'm working with their junior program. Probably most likely focused more towards the women's game. Okay. Um. So the way. I, the way I landed this job, my sister ended up moving out to New York about six months after I did, um, and she took a position with the New York Rangers and actually got this um, this program kind of like off its feet. Um, so she kind of created the the women's youth hockey program and and um, I got contacted to you know start coaching um and i told him like hey where you know however i can help you just let me know and then three days later because of covid she ended up her position got eliminated so she's not oh, with the company no. anymore. so i i uh i owe her one for for putting my name in but uh <laughs> yeah no longer so she's still or, is
0: she still in new york or
1: um she moves back to Michigan here in the next week or so. Oh, looking okay. For, looking for opportunities. So, she was actually doing, like on game day, she would do, um, like in game, experiences. So she would have the kids out on the zamboni or playing the bubble soccer on the ice or, um, you know, gain sign sticks for the kids if they took a puck to the. To the forehead or something with when one came out of play. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense. Now, I, uh, I mean, so is she gonna is her ultimate goal to go go back to New York, like just just to live Let alone. Never mind the Rangers. But oh man, Did she enjoy it or no?
1: I can say I don't know how many people, after living in New York, actually want to come back to New York. Um, wow. <laughs> i so, i can say she's she's told me that she wouldn't go back to the rangers if she ate. not because it was a bad job but just new york in general um the, the reputation of new york it's kind of speaks for itself yeah, and there, yeah. there's truth behind it for sure
0: <laughs> oh my goodness that is funny now uh do you spend most of your time on long island or do you try to get out and about And go hit any of the other boroughs.
1: Um, Like I said, when I first started the internship, I was going to Brooklyn every day. So I got to see quite a bit of that. We go to – my sister lives in Jersey City, so Manhattan's kind of like the midpoint. Um, We've been to Queens to see like a Yankees game. Um, Yeah, we do most of our time on Long Island, which is, you know – for people who don't know it's it's comparable to the city it's just people can't afford to live in the city so they're out on Long Island and they just train in so it's um
0: it, that's it's islanders much, country
1: yeah i you know i live about 15 minutes from uh Nassau so i could see myself and even the new york going up i'm only about 25 minutes away from so i could see myself kind of giving in and and going that route but uh, at this point working for the Rangers, I mean, and, and where they're going specifically, I, I think I'm more interested in their team. Well, at least for now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If if they win the Stanley cup, I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be at the parade.
0: <laughs> this is very true. Uh, but, uh, so anyway, before we wind it up, um, where, uh, do you see yourself, uh, Staying full-time or permanently in New York yourself?
1: Um, Absolutely not. Uh And the the sooner the better getting out of here. Um, My girlfriend's from Wisconsin. Obviously, I'm from Michigan, so we kind of have plans on getting back into the Midwest. Um, Either that or her company has a location out in California also, so... Uh, fingers crossed. I won't be in New York much longer. <laughs>
0: if you don't like New York, trust me, as much I as won't California, like California.
1: Yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just, let me just yeah. tell you. That, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, you're better off in the Midwest, Dom. I'm telling you, Yeah, but, uh, maybe, maybe you guys can find a happy medium uh, along the Illinois, Indiana border sure. uh, kind of the halfway point between Wisconsin and Michigan. Sure. But, uh, anyway, um, just, uh, first off thanks for doing this i appreciate it uh second um as far as um do you still keep in touch with any of the i mean you talk about keeping in touch with uh the Pisanis, but do you keep in touch with any of the other guys that you used to play hockey with
1: um to be honest with you no not not really i mean i was only there one year and and most of those guys are had, had played together for so long and even like austin z bob and Um, Bogey, they all went to Eastern Michigan together, right? So, like, you know, that was kind of, like, the core we kind of built around it. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I I would say I still know how everyone's doing and what they're doing and and stuff like that. But besides, like, Brett Pogorski, who, you know, I don't talk to often, but, you know, he's – very close friends with my close friends so you know I, I see him quite a bit and we you know we talk about cherokee days and um watching practical jokers in our in our hotel room until four in the morning and the and me him and mike sharing a bed together but yeah um
0: well okay so tell me tell me about this stuff we haven't we haven't touched this stuff yet the road trips
1: <laughs> yeah uh, you can't, you, you can't talk about them. They're just, you know...
0: <laughs> Things you just experience.
1: Uh, yeah, right. And, and they tell you, like, those are the times you'll wish you had back. Those mm-hmm. the times in the locker rooms, and, and they're not wrong. Like, just a blast. And especially with, like, a close-knit group. I mean, we, we were together every day of the year, right? So it was like... <laughs> you know, maybe the beds were, weren't the greatest, but you know, you were basically living with your brothers. Um, so yeah, it, it was just, you know, times you wish you could have back. Right.
0: Yep. Um, so, uh, did you ever attempt to do any leaners or were you the victim of any?
1: (laughs) I can't necessarily say with the Cherokee. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, I played on this team for, it was really only, we only played for like a weekend. It was the Meyer state games in Michigan. And it was like, a players from every region, you know, you'd have tryouts and players from every region would get a team together. And then you'd go head to head and then whatever tournament style. We, uh, we got, we had a hotel right next to a, like a, a Meyer. Okay. And, um, you know, money, you really didn't have like an understanding of money in high school, right? So we would go over and buy like $20 worth of like live goldfish and we would we would fill them up, we would fill the, the garbage cans up and lean them against the door and throw a couple of goldfish in there and, you know, people would open the door and the goldfish would come rolling out and they'd be flopping on the ground. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's the experience I have with uh, leaners and I don't mean to get on you or anything but yeah
0: it's okay <laughs> um like i said that uh, it's that's just funny stuff though. now yeah. uh did you deal much at all in your year in toledo did you deal much at all with mall big mall
1: yeah i did um <laughs> you know i i think kenny and and some of the coaches rubbed up i rubbed off on like Come on, man! You're 20 years old, and you still need me to sharpen your skates. You still need me. To, you, know, <laughs> you know where the tape should be, stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, Mo was always awesome to me, and, and, and I, I think all the guys can say the same. Like even when I went back to play for the Rockets, you know, he was always looking after us. Um, I, I, there was another. Um, Dom Dom was teaming me up with some stuff too, and I, I know he sent this one to you, but. Um for I didn't have a great year with the Cherokee. I, I did all right, don't get me wrong. Um but I didn't have a great year, but it seemed like every time I would get an assist, I was on somebody's first assist puck. And so
0: for somebody, those that don't know, that's somebody who scored their very first goal of their junior career
1: or yeah, their right. first
0: time with Toledo. Their yeah. First, right. Yep.
1: And there were times where I would be like, I don't even think I was on the ice, but you know, I'll take it. I, I, th- I narrowed it down to I think Mo just like how he like wrote my last name or something. He's like, you know, I write Antonelli really well, so I'm just going to put it on this puck. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then the guys again be like, Did you touch the puck? And I'm like, I, It might have hit my skate or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my gosh! Oh yeah, I,
1: you know I think, no lie, I think every guy that had their first goal that year, I, somehow I ended up on their pot, their first goal <laughs> <pot>. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that is too funny! Yeah, that is too funny. Totally oh man, that you know, you see, that's the kind of stuff that I just get a kick out of because that. I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about. I've talked about it uh ad nauseum with every player in code and anyone that's gone through this with with me. Is that it's a brother? We all know it's a brotherhood, but and we know it for a lot of different reasons and. Uh, you know, just listening to stuff like that, you know, it's those are the things that, you know, you talk like you mentioned earlier about you wish you could go back in time for it. Yeah, those are those are just some of the little things that you do. And it just it's I can't I can't uh, say enough how, how much I enjoyed that. And, sure. you know, I uh, like I said, the, the time at the ice house, you know, I'll treasure that forever. You know, I all that stuff. And, and,
1: you know, as, as much as like, you know, people say it's a dump or whatever. I, uh, you know, it was always a blast being there. It's I
0: loved it. It's it's home.
1: Yeah, no, it's kidding. just home, I,
0: like it or better or for worse. It's home.
1: Yep. No, absolutely.
0: I can't say enough, man. Well, Dom, we we were able to knock one out, buddy. Uh,
1: you know, uh, I I want to tell one more story. Just please do, please do. Uh, <laughs> so it's another story about. The 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 game we played in Northern Iowa and they had a kid on their team and I think he was up around hundred points and he was getting called up and down from from the NHL back to the NA three and first period we were we were in a game like a pretty close game with them I think we were up like two to one and going into the first and you know hoorah hoorah in the locker room come back out and they put like an eight spot on us. So we're down like nine to two at that point. And, wow. and, and right before the period, uh, Dom and Mike Pisani are like, Hey, you know, number 23, does coach. know you're out here. And you know, they're just, they're, they're feeding this guy and they're giving it to him. And I think Kenny, like gives them a little kick, like, Hey, yeah, knock it off. And yeah. And then they pour eight on us or whatever. And we go back in the locker room and, and, uh, the P- Pisani's were going, they had like a, a cold or something. So they had like a box of tissues in the locker room and they were blowing their nose or whatever. And, and Kenny like kicks open the door and he goes, what, what are you guys thinking? What are you, you, you know, you guys are in here with a box of tissues next to you, <laughs> And you guys are chirping the best guy in the league. This guy has 105 points and you guys are chirping him. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was just, fu- it was just funny. Cause you know, yeah, they had a cold and, and that you know they have a box of tissues pre-game pre-game skate they're going to the bench blowing their nose and, oh my yeah. god yeah that oh was my crazy.
0: gosh see that's a, oh my gosh that is too funny you know and yet i still you know i i think it was uh brett pagorski told me about uh the time uh it might have been the year before you were there i don't know but uh, on a long, I think it was a long on a long bus trip, and it might have been one of the showcase tournaments coming back. He, yeah, because they were in Minnesota and they went to the Mall of America, uh, and they bought a uh, fart fart machine. Oh
1: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And they put it under Kenny's seat on the bus.
1: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that I got pretty fired up. Huh?
0: Oh my gosh, I I was rolling. Yeah. Well, you told me about that but that's the type of stuff i just i get the biggest kick out of yeah. now, now uh did you did when you were a freshman one last question when you were a freshman at ut did you have to undergo any kind of hazing or or uh freshman uh rituals
1: yeah i sure did um and and, and you know i i think they're kind of backing off and now but it, a lot of it once again it's it's the ginger ale stories and uh um yeah there was it was actually a blast i'll be honest it was, it was if If i could go back to one time right now that is probably where i go is our, our rookie initiation party you know we we had like a scavenger hunt and we had to go to the mall and at the time uh the song call me maybe was a big song and you'd have to like go into the dorm somehow and knock on a door and and end up getting a number while singing uh that song that i'm like call me maybe and <laughs> there was just a, there was a laundry list of things you had to do and at the end of it like they tallied up the scores and like who did it the best you know they they had their whole point system and then um whoever whatever group one um got the least amount of hazing that night
0: oh but, my
1: but just a blast and and um, so,
0: did, so, so did you finish near uh, at the top or no I,
1: yeah i was number one um uh, i i've kind of been met you know i i saw some of the guys that you were friends with on facebook and um just assuming you know these people you know um the cherny family Yep. um so zach cherny has been my best friend since we were about i i want to say five years old and and we somehow we got paired up and we were on the same team and you know we ran through these objectives and and we ended up winning that didn't save us from you know at the end of the night sharing a a toilet um (laughs) 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 yeah so it was it was it was a fun time and, and like i said i'm you know i'm not into that stuff i've never yeah, you know, I've never yeah. drank beer, but they, you know, they worked around that and, and they they still got me to have a good time that night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Dominic, I got to tell you, buddy, this has been an absolute treat getting to know Bye. you here. Uh, just uh, going down memory lane. But also, like I said, just getting to know you a little bit better because, you know, like I told you before we went on with this is that I don't care how long your career was in Toledo. Once you're a Cherokee, you're Cherokee for life. And you will always be a Cherokee, okay? Just like you'll always be a Rocket. You know, there's just, that's what it's all about. So uh, before we go, any last thing you want to ask or uh, do you have to say to Cherokee Nation?
1: I, I mean, for the guys that are there now, just enjoy it. It flies by so quick. And, you know, before you know it, you're like me and, you're working for a beer company in New York. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I think one of the things I've been struggling with is like, what do I do? What what do I do without hockey? Like, wh- you know, you just gave it up. What what's some things you're doing that just keep you busy and, um, you know, get your mind off You know, you can only watch so many Stanley Cup games without fans before you're bored out of your mind, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, especially when you don't have a team in
1: there, but, right. you know, so that's, a far away from it for you.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, still, uh, you know, I, I can appreciate that though. But uh, Dom, I really appreciate you coming on here and doing this. It's been, like I said, it's been a lot of fun. Really glad that you did this and I'm sure we will keep in touch and do something again. We'll, we'll talk again, my friend. Uh, thank it. you. Thank you for this. Uh, all the best to you here, and hopefully we'll get you back here in the Midwest before before you know it.
1: Yeah, I hope so, and I appreciate you having me on, and 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 nothing but the best for you.
0: Thanks, buddy. You too. Uh, that's yeah. gonna do it. That's gonna do it from here. Thank you so much for tuning in here on the Cherokee Rewind episode 21. Uh, actually, 22. I think I said 21. It's actually 22. And anyhow, we appreciate you joining us here with Dom Antonelli. I am Mick. Uh, Don't forget, give us a follow and a like on the Cherokee We Run podcast. You can go over to Podbean where the link is and uh, sign up to follow it. And that way, each and every Wednesday and Saturday when an interview drops, you'll be notified. So for Dom Antonelli, I am Mick. We will talk to you again next time as you've been hanging out here on the Cherokee Rewind, where, as we always say, you get to act like a 12-year-old and you're pretty darn proud of it. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) You take care.